This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Welcome, everybody, to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. That's right. It's us again. Les Jackson here. Fred Staub in the auxiliary driver's seat. <laughs> Jump seat. Uh, we're not driving anywhere because of the pandemic, but we all, we're all we all in the same bus, mm-hmm. as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, crossover. Are, same crossover. Don't worry. That's right. Don't worry, because we have no shortage of things to talk about in the industry Um, and we'll start off with the the big name the big word at Toyota yeah Toyota takes the number one spot for auto manufacturing from Volkswagen we'll tell you which models push them over the top remember Volkswagen was pushing big time to be the number one uh, company but Toyota has kind of uh, one-upped them right they sure did, and this is this won't be the, the first time this happens. It'll go back and forth. Over mm. at uh, the other end of the spectrum, Tesla updates its Model S and X, mm-hmm. and uh, in the process, as usual, caused some controversy. Yeah, they say they're going to be at level five autonomous driving, full self-driving. Uh, everyone's scratching their head about that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about how a potential recall for Tesla became a mandatory upgrade for Tesla owners to the yeah. tune of $1,500. <laughs> hey, there's a problem with your vehicle. Give me $1,500. I'll make yeah, it better. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Genesis, which, by the way, is my favorite brand. Yeah. Beautiful I cars. think they're the best you can buy especially for the money. Yep. Are they getting ready for a crossover flagship model? I believe they are. I believe they're fully capable of it. Why not? Yeah, and uh, we'll have some deals on heavy-duty Chevys and Lincolns, which is interesting. Uh, We'll learn a little bit about pricing structure with that story. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Jaguar starts building a car from the 50s. Now, this is good news. <laughs> this isn't bad. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell you about that. It's the part of their continuation series. And are Americans' taste in colors for their vehicles changing? One study says, yes, it is. We're going to get a lot more colorful. We'll tell you why that is. Les Jackson, you're always col- colorful. Please, you're just a colorful please, guy. no orange. <laughs> um, yeah, remember, the, I never liked... The worst Corvette color were the bright red seats oh. and the yellow paint. They called it the Ronald McDonald car. Yeah. Uh, th- there was a uh, – I'll think of that name of that color. And you're doing an at-the-wheel review of the uh, new Mazda CX-5. Yep. Got that coming up on Cruise Control. When we come back, you are tuned into your on-air automotive magazine. Stay tuned because we are just getting started on Cruise Control your on-air automotive magazine.
Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. I'm Fred Staub. The other voice you will hear is n- that none other than Les Jackson. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, I am in the other chair. In the other chair. And yep. uh, we are going to tell you about a cool story this segment. First, don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and all those other social things that people follow and like and do other things. That's right. right. The the social network. Where you live your life, Les Jackson. Um, They, that's right. They don't, uh, they don't call me the, uh, the uh, Zuckerberg of the air for nothing. (laughs) All right. Zuckerberg of the air. Let's get into our story. This segment, uh, Toyota has overtaken VW as the world's best-selling car maker. And Toyota has kind of weathered COVID pretty well so far. Uh, They uh, are selling a lot of crossovers, no surprise, a lot of RAV4 and uh, RAV4 hybrid. That's been the driver of these numbers. Uh, And it's really what people have been wanting. They want the crossover. They want the reliability. And yep. they have a number of flavors. They have the RAV4. They have the RAV4 Hybrid. They have that RAV4 Prime, which I'm going to be reviewing in a little bit. Um, and Toyota has been able to really uh, power past Volkswagen, uh, even though even though they, they sold, by the way, 9.53 million vehicles last year, Toyota did, compared to Volkswagen's. 9.31 million. So it's still it's still a drag race. It's anyone's it's, game. Well, it's 200,000 more. So Yeah. Uh, you know, that's significant. But their total sales, Toyota's total sales dropped by 11.3% uh, compared to 2019. Now, in this world, in this COVID world, that's not bad, is it? Well, it's not. Um, obviously, we've got millions and millions of people out of work everywhere in the world, mm-hmm. and they're not buying cars. Yeah. So VW uh, saw a fifteen point two percent decrease, um, and of course, the reason was the coronavirus. Uh, but uh, the U.S. is the U.S. sales is what uh, pushed Toyota over Volkswagen. Uh, this is going to be the battle of the giants for a while, isn't it? When's the last time GM was the best-selling car manufacturer? Ooh, I think it was like I, 10 years ago, wasn't it? Uh, I, at least 10 years. They it used to have be... it at the end of every email. New, uh, GM is the best-selling car manufacturer. Remember that? I think we're looking at 15 to 20 years. Yeah. Well, well, you know, in a in a very down year, just losing eleven percent or eleven point three percent of your business is is a win, isn't it? Well, it is. Uh, I'm sure any restaurant uh, would love to be able to say we only our sales are down fifteen percent yeah. for the for the year. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at something completely different. Um, This is BMW. Uh, They are building the fastest vehicle they've ever built. It is the BMW M5 CS sedan. And this is interesting because we've talked a lot about lightning, lightening your vehicle up. Uh, And typically it's done to get better fuel economy or get more range on an electric vehicle. 
Well, in this case, <laughs> what BMW has have has done is they've dropped 230 pounds uh, from the M5 competition, uh, and they've done this but with an extensive use of carbon fiber reinforced polymer. If you and I have held up uh, these uh, panels where you'll, you'll have a front fender in your hand and it feels like you have a piece of paper in your hand. It's, yeah. it's amazing. You can't believe how light it is. You can't believe how light it is. Uh, but they've not only um, lightened the vehicle up, they have four lightweight seats in it, four bucket seats in the vehicle, even, even lightening things up like the uh, console cover and taking the tray out of the uh, console cover, you know, the little plastic tray that you... Wow. <laughs> I don't think that weighs much. Um, you know, like an ounce? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But they've also dropped in a 627-horsepower, 553-pound-foot of torque V8. It's good for a 0 to 60 of 2.9 seconds and a top speed of 190. And it's only going to be available this year, Les. So we talk about future collectibles. Uh, this BMW M5 CS sedan is certainly going to fall into that category. One year and one year only. MSRP of $142,000 plus $1,000 destination. Can't get away from that destination. Well, fortunately, I can't find my checkbook. Well, if you want to buy something else that's even faster than this vehicle, we're going to tell you about the new Tesla Model S. So stay tuned to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We'll be right back. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. We are glad you are along for the ride. Uh, a lot going on. Big news this week, Les. Uh, it, it should be our As the Tesla Turns. I think this would qualify because there's always controversy, as our British friends say, right? Always. Um, <laughs> whether or not they uh, they want it to be controversy, this, in this case, uh, they're rather proud of what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, but what's going on, you know, might... Uh, might generate a certain amount of controversy. First, on the good side, the mm -hmm. new new Model S um, has come, as as has the Model X, mm -hmm. and you know, lots and lots of changes, lots and lots of updates. Mm -hmm. um, the range is uh, five hundred twenty miles for the is... Plaid Plus. <clears throat> Plaid right. Plus, that's a hard one to say, isn't it? That's a little tricky, Plaid Plus. Yeah. yeah. Um, 520 miles, 0 to 60 in under two seconds. Well, that's electric motors for you. <laughs> uh, I think you might have to have a G-suit on here pretty soon, don't you think? Uh, you may <laughs> you may have to have a G-suit. You may want to just put your legs up in the air. So the blood will continue to flow <laughs> to your head. When... Um, and uh, that range is incredible. Of course, there are a couple of different versions. Uh, one that is not as fast as the Plaid Plus, that does not get as high a range. And then I believe there is a high range that uh, it 
gets the range but is not as fast. So if, you, if you're interested in that, you want to go over the Tesla website and configure. Uh, one thing I'm not crazy about, they have kind of made the Model S interior more like the Model 3 and Model Y, which I think looks plain and not yeah. that great. Yeah, you kind of you kind of expect these are not inexpensive cars, so, so you expect some some plushness. Yeah, exactly. Which which you don't get. Also, uh, as shown with the pictures, as shown, it had a chopped off steering wheel that looked more like uh, something you would see in a World War II bomber. You know, like a steering yeah. wheel without the top. I don't know if that will make it to production or not, but but we'll. We'll have to wait for that for sure. But uh, the zero to 60 and quarter mile acceleration is of any production car quicker than any of them. It says, now as, as a someone who's been down the drag strip a few times, it says it can do a quarter mile in nine seconds. And to have a nine second street that's, legal car is crazy. That's, that is, uh, you know, that's, pushing the limits mm -hmm. uh they it's also faster than a bugatti chiron mm -hmm. which is a two million dollar car mm -hmm. but uh you know it, it, it yeah I, I okay i'll you know i'll give them credit where credit is due here that's these are impressive numbers yeah that that uh, plaid's plaid plus does it with three high performance motors and 1,100 plus horsepower, uh, and mm. uh, torque vectoring, of course, because power means nothing if you can't get it to the ground. They've done some other upgrades too, like premium 22 speaker audio, uh, the 17 inch center display. They win <laughs> with that because that is the biggest display ever, uh, and a gaming computer with 10 teraflops of processing power. Just That's, what I need uh, in every car. That's a significant amount of computer. Yeah. Uh, so here comes the controversy, because all of that sounds good. Lots of range, lots, lots of power. So far, yeah. But uh, where the controversial part is the full self-driving system. And they say this is going to be level five autonomy, which means completely uh, driving itself. They're not using LiDAR, not relying on LiDAR. Uh, and it is supposed to work in any type of weather uh, and have no – there's no need to keep your hands on the wheel. You can just go to sleep or eat your lunch. That's what they're claiming, and the government's very interested in this. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is closely watching the beta testing. But the problem is they need some kind of – a uh, very powerful computer, supercomputer, they're calling it, to make it work, and that doesn't exist yet. So uh, they must know something we don't before, because <laughs> the end of the year is, is you know, we're, we're at the end of January, but still, it takes more well, than that time to develop that. Com this, that. Um, this smacks of uh, claiming that they've been to Roswell <laughs> and consulted with the uh, with the aliens, um, <laughs> but uh, and, and uh, they're not using lidar, mm -hmm. which of course means they're not using radar either. Mm -hmm. uh, the computer is is calculating 
in real time everything about the road surfaces and directions and all 360 that. degrees yeah with a gps with a world gps system that's still currently only plus or minus 18 inches anywhere on the world surface mm -hmm. that's not accurate enough mm -hmm. um i'm saying they're going to have a lot of failures well what's also interesting is this capability uh, i mean it, it's it used to be you buy a car more than likely you didn't you you did the maintenance and that maybe you've upgraded the sound system maybe you upgraded the wheels but you wouldn't go back to the factory for more options but this is going to be uh the fsd full self-driving purchase fsd capacity now costs ten thousand dollars although it previously sold for seven thousand dollars a few years ago and now if you buy if you buy a vehicle without it you have to get the upgrade if you buy a current vehicle and it's not available you have to upgrade and spend more money um i'm just not sure about how how this is going to work but you know um, let's let's see we'll, yeah. we'll watch from a safe distance a safe location I, I is and it's safe to say we'll be talking about this on future shows mm -hmm. probably pretty often yeah, I would, I would imagine. I would imagine. And uh, it is interesting. I like the speed. I'd like to see it run down the racetrack uh, yeah. and, and see what it could do. And uh, I'd like to see someone take one, take the whole interior out and even lighten it up even more. I uh, honestly, I, I, there's nothing about that interior that, uh, that I would want to look at every day. <laughs> it's really very bland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very almost amateurish looking uh to me it's having driven a lot of expensive cars like you have um you look at that and if if that was in another car people would say oh my you know what 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 happened here what hap why why do we have to look at this just vast expanse of plainness yeah it's uh it looks like uh, what you would see in a in a just an absolute bottom end cheapest car you can buy <laughs> oh my you know a lada or, <laughs> or something like that yeah well let's talk a little bit about uh, another tesla situation uh how a a recall became an upgrade uh, so Tesla's infotainment upgrade gets a 40% discount after NHTSA recalls the vehicles. It's now a $1,500 option. What happened was the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration uh, wanted Tesla to recall uh, almost 160,000 cars due to the defective touchscreen that runs everything in the car, right? It, I believe right. It, it started to fade away at, from the edges. It was a problem with this. Tesla wanted to charge $2,500 to upgrade it. The, these are for older uh, Model S or Model Xs built before March of 2018. Not that old a car. The upgrade adds mm. in-car video streaming, karaoke, Tesla Arcade and removes the AM and FM and Sirius XM radio channels. Why you'd want to do that, I don't, I don't know why, you know. Uh, but it includes a faster, more responsive touchscreen. Well, instead of a recall, now they just lowered the price, and it's a $1,500 option to lose your radio. <laughs> <laughs>
Who would want to do that? I yeah. don't. Yeah. I. Hmm. All right. Well, when we come back on Cruise Control, plenty more to go from Genesis and Jaguar. Stay tuned. Cruise Control. Hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred here. We were uh, just ending our discussion of the uh, Tesla infotainment upgrade slash recall slash $1,500 uh, out of your pocket. The new corporate motto, which is we want you to pay. <laughs> uh, but again, you know, I... It seems sort of insulting that the screen, which runs the whole car, uh, fails, and you're forced to uh, to you know to to basically buy a new one. But you know, from from the from the corporate point of view, it's really no different than replacing uh, you know the turbocharger on your on your uh, Honda. Yeah, but. I mean, this is kind of a safety. It's a safety issue. If if you couldn't start your car, and you had a GM or Ford or something, and there was a module that said, you know, there's been many recalls where cars would stall on highway or whatever, and they they didn't charge you to say, well, you know, you uh, you need that module for the car to run, but instead of giving you a a working replacement for that part, we're going to charge you a thousand dollars more, but you know, your red line will be 500 uh, RPM higher or something right. like that, you know? Well, I don't if, know. If you, if you wanted to fight them, you could. You could go to court because safety devices on vehicles have an eight-year federally mandated warranty. Okay. So you could take them to court. You could say this is a safety-related defect you must replace it for free. You'd probably win mm. in court. But, of course, you're going to have to pay the lawyer. And you probably and have to endure massive <laughs> Elon Musking online. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's move on to Genesis. Genesis, of course, is the luxury brand from Hyundai. Um, they have the G90. They have the GV80. Uh, they've brought out the GV70. It's it's a great brand, very high-end luxury, really nice at a somewhat affordable price. As a matter of fact, I have the GV80 right now in the uh, in the driveway, and I'll be having an at-the-wheel review of that coming up uh, if I can drive it through the snow we're supposed to be getting in this uh, area. Yeah, let me know how that works. <laughs> Driving it through the snow? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, well, uh, a trademark filing seems to indicate that there will be a GV90 flagship SUV. Uh, that is always a good way to tell uh, whether you're going to be getting new vehicles. And a, the GV Forum has uh, said that there are new names coming out, including uh, G70E, 80E, 90E, 70E, 80E, and 90E. Uh, so that means they're probably going to have electric versions and that there are plans for a GV90, which would slot above the GV80. And uh, the interesting thing to me is, will this be an all-electric vehicle from the get-go? What do you think, if they do build it? Oh, I, I'm sure they'll build it. Um, 
Uh, how can they not? Mm -hmm. um, they, they always have something that people want. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. I, you know, I, I think, um, I, th I think it'll be a great vehicle mm -hmm. and uh, an electric version for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, what's, what's to go, what's to go bad. Yep. Well, I'm sure they will do a great job with this. Uh, the GV 80, uh, crossover that I have outside is absolutely stunning. You look at that interior yeah. On, uh, I think it's a $69,000 vehicle. And compare that to some of the other manufacturers we were just talking about. It's night mm -hmm. and day, night and day. So let's move on to some deals of the week on Cruise Control Radio. Let's um, Chevrolet HD, uh, the big heavy-duty pickup truck. If you're on the market for that, there are some deals out there. It was redesigned for the 2020 model year. And uh, it has the best-in-class tow rating of 36,000 pounds for the 3500 HD model, which beats the Super Duty F350, at least for now, until something changes. Uh, right. For the 2020 Silverado 2500 HD Crew Cab and 3500 HD Crew Cab, Chevy is offering $3,750 cash allowance, and eligible card members can also take advantage of an additional $1,000 GM bonus earnings discount, and that can bring uh, the total savings to $4,750, which is not bad, is it? Not bad at all. And, of course, this is before you do your negotiating. Yeah, exactly. So you can you can get down even further on that. So if you're on the market for a Chevrolet Silverado HD, that is, uh, that is a good deal. And then this was interesting from Lincoln. Uh, there is a price uh, which is, I believe, set at 4% below MSRP minus current offers. That is the lowest price they can advertise a Lincoln at. They've changed that uh, to that 4% below MSRP, uh, which is an advertising price. This is, uh, was information seen by Cars Direct, and they brought, and they brought this out. Um, so it is basically gives you more wiggle room when it comes to negotiating, doesn't it? It does. Um, gives you quite a bit of wiggle room. And uh, the big thing is you have to just, uh, you know, listen carefully to what you're being offered. Mm -hmm. uh, when the paperwork comes, make sure there's nothing, no little, little added whatever. It's only there. $70 a month. Or <laughs> whatever. Yes, that's right. I always say, I tell buyers, get your financing somewhere else. If you buy it for cash, fine. But if you're going to um, get your financing somewhere else, so that takes it out of the equation. Say, we're just talking numbers here. Yep. We're not talking yep. financing costs or anything. We're just talking numbers. You will get a check for whatever price we come up with. And I think to simplify the deal and not open yourself up to – hijinks with numbers and that i think that is the best way to go i also think i agree even try to sell your vehicle somewhere else uh and that way it's just a clean deal we're just buying something how much do you want for this uh, and then go on and get all the uh up-to-date information you can find for current offers and deals and know about it 
and cut your deal and then and then make sure you get all these incentives because they're coming to you and you you may not be told about them right you generally won't be told about them mm -hmm. uh it's up to you to to do the research so and it's you know it's it's well worth the effort yeah you're listening to cruise control radio your on-air automotive magazine Let's talk a little bit about Jaguar, Les. Uh, and uh, this is a vehicle that, uh, well, we haven't seen for some time. Matter of fact, it won Le Mans uh, back in 1953, I believe. It was one of the first disc brake equipped C-types to win uh, the race and probably one of the first times people talked about braking, which is pretty important at Le Mans, isn't it? Very important. Um, brakes tend to heat up and fade, and that meant you went through the turns slower and slower every every lap. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you had disc brakes in the 50s, you had a tremendous advantage. Well, they're going to build, Jaguar is going to build eight new C-type continuation cars. We've seen this before with other manufacturers where they just bring cars out of the past and they build them. Uh, rebuild them. It will uh, reflect the 1953 Le Mans winning car, including a uh, 220 horsepower, 3.4 liter inline six with triple Weber carburetors and those disc brakes we talked about. Uh, you can get an FIA approved harness retention system. So you can use this vehicle one of eight for historic racing uh, track and closed road use uh i think these things are going to be rather expensive what do you think i'm uh, gonna guess uh i'm gonna guess eight hundred thousand. wow uh where i wonder where you go to buy these you don't go to your jaguar dealer and say give me a c-type do you i think you do <laughs> okay uh, although I'm, I'm sure they're already sold and there is an online configurator for them too, which is pretty interesting. So you wow. can, you can go on and configure it. Certainly a Spartan racing vehicle, and if you are well heeled and uh, enjoy racing uh, on the track, uh, you will enjoy this, and it would be the perfect thing for a track day. Les, I think uh, I think you would be quite the popular person if uh, you had that, wouldn't you? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, you get noticed. Well, we're going to get noticed uh, on Cruise Control Radio after the break because we're going to go driving around in the Mazda CX-5. That incredible red color is just gorgeous. We'll talk about that when we come back on Cruise Control Radio. Your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Stay tuned. We've got plenty more to go. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. It's Fred Staub and Les Jackson. We're glad you are on the ride with us, taking you around the automotive industry, Les Jackson. And, you know, we were talking a little bit about color. It's an interesting study that Volkswagen is looking into. And uh, I, I'm kind of excited about this because Volkswagen says we're going to get a lot more colorful when it comes to cars. Silver, black, some red for certain cars, and white 
or the big colors have been for many years. And there was Long a period. There was a period where you and I were driving nothing but silver cars. Remember that? There, about a five-year period when when it became uh, just a constant joke. Well, okay. Well, my silver car for this week arrived. Is is, is such and such it was really true. Yeah, and uh, the idea was that that silver showed off the lines and was best for photography and all that. And I I still like silver cars. It just got to be silly that it was always. The color, but Volkswagen is seeing some changes happening, and they believe this will be coming to the U.S. Um, and they say it's driven by colors like the original buses and Beetles that were always in an exciting color. Mm-hmm. And they have been experimenting with bold colors uh, with that Kurkuma yellow of the Atlas, which I had one of those, I believe, last summer, and it drew a lot of attention. Um, and that's available on the Atlas and the Ardeon. And then the Spectrum program for the Golf R that allows buyers to have a choice of 40 different colors. And I think, I think this is something to be welcomed back in. It has to do with a lot of things, people feeling down, people looking to stand out, uh, and just things going in a, in a cycle. I think, uh, I think we will see more colors. I like the trend. I like the concept that uh, VW is saying. They're seeing it change now in Asia Pacific uh, and getting a lot more cultural, uh, colorful. And they say that's due to cultural preferences. But uh, we'll have to see if it happens here. And uh, I kind of, for one, would like it. You said cars in the 50s used to be very colorful and were pretty exciting, right? Yeah, it was it was just fun. Every things just seemed to be um, enjoyable, and you know, Mini has proven that that uh, bright colors sell very well for the last twenty years. So, yeah. you know, it, it's not a big risk to to offer you know citru- uh, what like Miami type colors. Yeah, well, I'm gonna do an at the wheel review of a vehicle. This is the. Uh, CX-5 from Mazda. This was a very cool color. Soul red crystal metallic. Uh, a little bit of an extra cost for this, but it is the um, clear coat that is tinted, and it really popped in the sun. It was almost too hard to capture it in the sun, but almost a candy apple red, I would say. Um, and uh the model I had was the top of the range CX-5 Signature all-wheel drive uh, model. Signature being the top of the line. When the CX-5 came out, I believe it. I believe it went into production in Hiroshima in 2012. When it first came out, I thought this is a great vehicle, but it really had a, a kind of a snap-together interior. You know, it wasn't really a great-looking interior. That has changed, and of course, they've gone above and beyond with the signature model, even down to things like the controls for the seats are brushed metal. And you and I talk Mm. about this a lot. I cannot stand cheap controls in a vehicle. If you're touching it, and like they have the knurled knob for tuning the radio and the volume control, it has metal knurling on it. So anything where your hand touches... If you're looking for that premium experience, it should be a premium material. It should not be the same parts that go into a less expensive car. Just my thought. How about you? 
I agree. Um, those are the things, it's the details that really make uh, make you like something. Yeah. And I did like this CX-5. Um, it uh, has a, what they call a Katura brown interior. Uh, the seats are just slightly brown. They almost could look black, but if you see them in bright light, they, they have a little brown to it, and there's a little bit of brown on the uh, door cards, which is nice. Um, this gets powered by the 2.5-liter turbo engine. Now, if you run it on regular gas, uh, you get 227 horsepower, 310 pound-feet of torque. If you pony up for premium, you're going to add about 25 horsepower and about 10 pound-feet of torque to those mm -hmm. numbers, which is pretty stout. You're at 250, basically, for horsepower out of a turbocharged 4 um, with a factory tune on it. That's not bad at all, is it? No, it's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. I put some highway miles on this vehicle. I enjoyed the way it felt. It felt solid. It felt uh, well-placed on the road. It was quiet. Um, one thing that I don't know what it is about Mazda engines, but when they start up, um, and during driving, but less so you know, compared to when they start up, they have this sound, this whine to them. Uh, it's just not an attractive sound. I, I don't know why it is uh, that way. It's just the engineering of the vehicle. That's a little annoying. And I don't. I never thought uh, Mazda was uh, top of the line when it came to infotainment. While the, the system is nice and it has sort of a different aspect ratio screen where it's wider than it is tall, uh, the graphics are nice and all that, it's a little bit hard to use. The volume control is on the center console. The tuning knob is on the center console, but when you tune when you tune radio stations, it basically um, it basically is like you you have to look for this little icon that looks like a clapper stick in a movie. Uh, hmm. It's not if you were in the vehicle and you went through the user manual. You know we don't read the user manuals; we jump in and use it. Uh, it would That's be right. uh, it would be probably become a little bit more intuitive. Um, anyway, uh, ours had 19-inch aluminum alloy wheels, great ride quality with that, had some things like rain sensor wiping, a fixed intermittent rear wiper, um, windshield wiper, de-icer, certainly something good for, for these That's times, nice. right? That's nice. Yeah. And then uh, it, had, uh, it gets great, uh, a five-star overall score for the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration testing. Uh, five stars all around, four stars for rollover. Uh, and our optional equipment, we didn't have a lot because you basically buy it as the signature. You know you're going to get all the safety and security features, uh, including lane departure, lane keep assist, rear cross, traffic alert, ABS, um, smart city brake support in reverse. Very important. You're backing out. You cannot see in a parking lot. This will stop your vehicle. So... Here was the one option we had. That was that sole red crystal metallic paint, which is a $596 upcharge uh, because it, it has to go through a special booth to get that tinted clear coat, which is good. Uh, and then uh, that was it. That was the only thing, a rear bumper guard, which is an after, after uh, sale or, or at the dealer. Uh, purchase 125. So total vehicle price with options was 38,125. 
delivery, $1,100 for a total Ooh. MSRP of $39,225. Uh, good room in the back seat. Excellent room uh, in, for storage where it was a little bit higher. So it's great if you had to, in the back, stack your, your uh, suitcases up or something like that. Uh, it was really good. So I would give it high marks. Uh, the weird thing that I'm upset about is the sound of the engine when it starts. Uh, that's not really an issue. And probably the radio tuning uh, you would get used to after a while. Uh, but that is the 2021 Mazda CX-5 with that relatively potent Skyactiv 2.5-liter turbo engine. We appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com, where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Time for me to say I'm Fred Stubb. And I'm Les Jackson. We'll see you down the road.